0: Making with Renell Golden is brought to you by Samira Entertainment, supporting indie films and the filmmakers who create them. Stop by their website to learn more. www.samiraentertainment.com. That's www.s entertainment.com hello everybody today i'm here with kelly helen thompson how are you doing today kelly i'm okay how are you i'm good i'm good i'm battling the florida rain so hopefully we won't lose power again but other than that i'm great and i'm really happy to be here to talk to you about your career as an actress and a filmmaker one of the things i wanted to ask you at
1: first is what got you started well, I've always been doing stuff like this ever since I was a kid. I did it on and off. But when I was younger, I had a lot of health issues, and those were resolved when I got older. So you were able to do it more? hmm Yeah, I was yeah. able to do it more. That's had, cool. Um,
0: you've done yeah. stage and you've done film. Do you have a preference?
1: I like... I like both. There's the pros and cons to each one, you know, stage. It's, it's nice to see the audience's reaction. You get it over with that brings everybody joy whenever they perform. And yeah, you get to see the, and, and (laughs) you get to, you get to see, it's, it's fun to interact with the audience. Yeah. You get that real, real time reaction. Yeah. And then with film, it's it's nice because you could get everything squared away within a matter of days, but then you have to wait until, and it could be a year before you see yourself on That's something.
0: True. That is true. So yeah, you started out doing stage and, and acting as a child and then eventually started acting on film. At what point did you become an actual filmmaker and end up making
1: your first film? Well... Right after college, I moved to Florida, and I had written this screenplay that was just sitting on my shelf. And I had just done this movie, American Holocaust, with Jules Serio and Bob Glazier. And uh, okay. and then Jules Serio, he noticed these screenplays that I had, and he's asked me why I hadn't done anything with them. And I, I told him I, I didn't know how to make a movie. I just acted. And <laughs> so then he said, well, why don't you put something out on Facebook? There'll be people who will help you. And that's how it all started. And that first film
0: of yours kind of came together and became sort of a, a cult thing, right? It it really had yeah. its own little following.
1: Yeah, assignment which is Talisman and I was trying to make a really bad movie like the <laughs> the, the the tomato movie the killer you wanted a really movie. rotten rotten tomato. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that was a really bad one. So I was I was trying to do something like that cuz I watched Tromo films. I was really into those. Yeah. In in Wisconsin and we tried to i tried to even make movies in Wisconsin and after i was doing stage shows but people weren't they weren't as into it in Wisconsin as they are here
0: there's a great community over in Tampa a wonderful just active i think they might even be more tight-knit than they are over here in Orlando.
1: So you made that first film. You ended up making a sequel to that one, right? Yes. I Everybody liked the first one so much. Then I was asked to make a second one. And the distributor at the time that I was working with asked me to do it. But by the oh, time wow. the movie was... By the time the sequel was done... The distributor was out of business.
0: And that's something that us indie filmmakers have to deal with a lot. So between the first one and the second one, as far as like production and stuff, did you learn anything? Did you do it differently? How did you grow as a filmmaker between the two?
1: Well, learning a lot about different cameras, like the first one, I used seven different cameras. Oh, wow. And that, yeah, that was not a good idea we learned in the you know the second time around use the same camera yeah don't, for editing coloring yeah. all that good stuff yeah don't don't go switching things and no it's not you know a good idea and, and you, um, you
0: have uh, since gone on you've made um several other movies and you have done really well with them. A lot of them have done very well in the festival circuit, but you also transition to self-distributing. Do you think that that is a good way to go for an indie filmmaker? And what advice could you share with people that might want to do it themselves?
1: I would highly suggest to go through a film hub, especially if it's less than an hour long. Gotcha. You know, because... The length of a movie—it's very hard to sell one that's under sixty minutes. Uh, if, you, yeah. if you make a feature, you make a feature. Your better bet is to have it one hundred and twenty minutes, seventy-five at the least.
0: Yeah, yeah. But I have some things on Film Hub—I really like them. I've had stuff up there for. I don't know, 6 years or 8 years my shorts that I made because it was like, well, you've done the festivals, what do you do with them now? Um yeah. and that proved to be a really good resource. I don't watch it, I just let them handle it. It kind of it, it's a good way to go. So, do you have a favorite project that you've done so far? I like
1: all of them in different ways. I mean, <laughs> lefty lefty Lucy was the big breakout. And I, I remember writing it and I needed a crew. So that's how I got connected with the We Mask Your Boys. They offered to help me because they were fans of mine. Oh, wow. And one of them reached out to me and they said, can we help you make a movie? And I said, well, sure. That is so cool. And then we just combined from there. But yeah, I mean, the, the female Uber driver thing.
0: <laughs> oh, <laughs> just, and, and I think you were telling me uh, it's kind of, you're an Uber driver and it's one really bad night.
1: Yeah, it's one really bad night. Like the concept <laughs> of of adventures and babysitting or, you know, a lot of those 80s movies were like that, where it was just, there was no less learned. It was just a really bad day. I love it. I love it., you know, and it's <laughs> wow.
0: So you also did something called Six Strings, and that's when I found out just how much of a musician you really are. So you've been performing and also writing music, and for that film, and then I learned recently your others, you actually wrote the music. So what
1: kind of like inspired that film? Well, that film was inspired just. Basically, because not a lot of independent filmmakers were making movies like that based on music at that time. You just don't see it. And I wanted to make one because it was like, you know, there was just a lack of them. I love it. I love and then, it. Yeah. And then so I was like, well, everybody wants to be a YouTuber. So let's make it that she wants. That's her dream because there are so many kids that I hear about in school and that's their dream to be a YouTuber.
0: Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, even people that aren't kids. I, I see that all the time. It's very interesting. Like, yeah, um, you know, that's something we aspire to do. It's, it's kind of crazy, but um, you know, YouTube is life, man, but I I'm so old. I miss my space.
1: <laughs> well, I, I don't even hardly remember MySpace. I mean, it was around for what, a few years? and It was around for a
0: while and about the time when my daughter started making music. So like she had a MySpace, I think. It was a long time ago, but it was so simple and so personal, you know. And what a great story to just tell because it is something. We want to be out there and I love that. So what's something that you're working on now?
1: Well, right now I'm working on a multiverse movie. I'm also helping with the Bob and Jewel show acting and writing. Oh, wow. And God. that's like a Saturday Night Live thing.
0: Yeah. Is Now, is that going to be like on uh, YouTube, like a, a skit show on YouTube?
1: Yeah, it's a web series. I love on, it. On YouTube. We just wanted to do comedy because we always do horror.
0: I think the world needs more comedy.
1: We're all so serious these days. It's mm-hmm. a great thing. So, and that's and then and then we're we're also doing a music video too.
0: Oh, oh, very cool! With one of your songs, or
1: yes, Jules Serial oh, is it. shooting that because wow. yeah, he he started his own production company. Nice. Which song is it? It's going to be the pet upstairs. That song is that a new one? Have you had that out there? Or it's been out there for a while. Gotcha. Um, he he heard it and he wanted to shoot a music video, and just he's been experimenting with music videos. So I'm kind of his guinea pig with this.
0: Oh, what a great thing to be, though! Right? That's awesome.
1: (laughs) Very (laughs) awesome.
0: Wow. So as an actress, when you're not doing your own projects, how do you
1: find your roles? Um usually I see them advertised on some type of social media or I hear about them in the community. And, and what's the um so what's
0: the process like because I think you you have a lot of experience for many years um, doing auditions and finding your roles. What what is that like?
1: Going to audition after audition, it's a little redundant. <laughs> and a lot of the times you audition for the same people like if they're theater people in your community most of them are connected they pull the same actors from different houses oh okay so you know it's kind of intertwined so you sit there and I've had like piano players recognize me from other auditions telling me that I did so good and oh wow then I, then I didn't get it you know and you're and, like you know, wait a minute it's like thanks and then oh you know so yeah it's hard do you have
0: anything like Something just totally crazy that has ever happened at one of the auditions? Or what do you I, think I about video?
1: I had a something really strange happen at, at my last theater audition. Oh no. And um my next were well, he's not my neighbor anymore, but a neighbor of mine showed up shirtless. Oh, oh. green paint. He was painted as the Hulk. He's older, <laughs> older gentleman and yeah, and I was Awkward. Yeah, so I was I was more focused on trying to dance and sing and do those things. Right. And, Very. And I don't know if that hurt my chances and destroyed my, because uh, I had done things for that theater house before. Were you distracted? Well, it was a little distracting because I think yeah. he was just... Yeah, it was crazy.
0: What do you think about, uh, have you had, have you noticed since the start of the pandemic and of course now we're coming out of it and things are getting back to normal, but one thing I see that sort of changed and it seems like it's here to stay is a lot of people want video auditions.
1: Have you noticed that? Yeah, there's a lot of video auditions and I've done Quite a few, but it's not the same as going to an audition in person.
0: Yeah. Do you prefer the in-person or is it just different?
1: I like to go there in person. The only reason I would go do a video one is if I absolutely could not be present. But like, like I went to an audition for a film and they recognized me. Like Oh that's cool. The, yeah, the theater people, I don't know how much they they don't really say, but the film people and this was a biker movie that they're casting for. Oh wow. Wow. Yeah, I had heard about it and the audition was right down the street from my house.
0: Oh, that's perfect. I always love yes. it when we can work close to home. It's it's such a nice thing. Um <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, you-
1: like if you go yeah. if you go to Orlando, it's not too bad, but
0: but it's still it's it can be a hike if you've got to get up every morning and be on set by, you know, 5 or 6. But so what kind of like advice would you share an up and coming filmmaker?
1: What would I share? Well, gosh, there's so much Especially to <laughs> just getting started.
0: Like how do you get your feet wet and jump into this because it's a monumental task.
1: It's a lot of work. It's not easy to do. It's it's a lot of people don't even finish because they they come across all these issues. Um, and I think but, they get
0: scared. And I, that's one thing I see. It's like, you know, it's kind of like the commercial. I won't say who, but it is really sometimes just do it. It's kind of like my advice. Don't be afraid and just do it is what I yeah. think when I see people. I'm like, kind of like Jules told you to just Put a call out there and ask people to help you and support you. And, and yeah. they are there more often than not.
1: Yeah. And they want to do it. A lot of actors, they love doing that stuff. And also the crews and stuff like that. But I've always had different crews with each movie. Like, have you started to always- like build
0: your team where you maybe find those that you're working well with and you have them come back? Or do you always sort of switch it up?
1: Um, it's just always been that way. Where I get whoever's available, basically, right? Yeah, and and the timing has just always worked that way. Um, yeah, yeah, that's and-
0: understandable. I always dream that hey, I'm going to have that tight crew that's with me on every project, but the fact is, we're also all always doing something. So it is kind of a who can come this time.
1: <laughs> yeah, who 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 can the camera guy be? You have to have a really good crew. That was that's my big advice. Like even one person can completely bring everything down and sometimes you have to make hard professional decisions in order for your movie to look good. Yeah. And Yeah. And everybody- that is one
0: of the hardest parts. Uh, that's true. You want to be surrounded by people that want to be there. And yeah, it's really hard. And sometimes you have to make those tough calls while you're in production, um, which you never see it coming, but it is interesting. I know we had talked once about, this is a topic I, I cover a lot and with the strike and things like that, it all kind of comes to mind, but for actors specifically that are starting out and they're not union yet, they haven't made their mark or Um, you know, they're not quite sure where they want to be, you know, sometimes we've got to work to build our credentials and earn those credits. And we're not always getting paid for it. And I mean, what do you think about that as far as people working for free and the reason that they're doing it?
1: Well, I think actors should work for free. And this is just from experience. Just to do whatever you can do and start younger because so you can get that experience and you have the energy and mindset so you can get all the knowledge and experience you possibly can.
0: Yes. And I always think, you know, working for free, even I do it and I'm a writer or director and I, I help people produce, right? But mm-hmm. I often will do it because first of all, it's a credit. It's a chance for me to like share whatever knowledge I might have, but it's better than having to go out there and pay money, which would be my option for like courses or things like that to keep me growing as a professional. I I think utilizing the skill in action and a real thing is often very helpful for me to grow. So I'm always telling people, well, you know, there's two sides to it in working for free. It's great to get paid. And yes, I hit that point where I, I do get paid. But Mm -hmm. I also, I want to give back and I want to help because that's building me up. And by building me up, I'm building them up. You know, like hopefully it's mutually beneficial for everybody. And a lot of times on film festival stuff, like I'll make the film. Everyone might be just volunteering. It's a labor of love. And the thing I sometimes have to remind people is I'm also volunteering you know like right. this this is a, a a joint thing for everyone to give back and to create something amazing also
1: it's demo real footage which is really valuable when you're just starting out yeah yeah and it's amazing how many people don't ask for the footage and i mean i there's some footage i have out there i never even got oh uh,
0: and- yeah, and I, I don't watch. I think people should get it. I, I do. Now there are some exceptions that I've found as I grow in my career. Like a lot of times, and I don't know if everybody has this same thing, but I found that sometimes the distributors don't want you or the producers that are, you know, the bigger up up there guys, they don't want you to give out that footage. And I don't, I guess I kind of understand why, but at the same time. It would be so helpful, and I'd much rather give it to them than have them go and kind of get it through their own means, you know?
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's Uh, annoying. I've had to do that just using. Yep, you kind of got to pull it.
0: Yeah.
1: So trying to find it,
0: you know, it is what it is, and we're all here to help each other and grow, hopefully. But so you have been behind the camera, you've been on camera. Do you have a preference?
1: I prefer to be an actor over a director and um I also like writing. I really do enjoy that. I've always really that that would be my second would be the writing thing cuz I just always Yeah, yeah. I've always been able to. Wow. And and I think that's that's pretty important in a in a strong movie. I think that's that's the most important thing is that cuz regardless of what your picture looks like or your sound and whatever, if you You have a good, good solid story.
0: Yeah, I agree with you. It is really important. In the films that you've done, have you noticed there's this saying about there's always like three movies, the one that's written, the one you shoot, and the one that comes out of post or from the editor? Have you ever noticed
1: that? Yeah, they're all, yeah, it's different. It's different from when you start out. It makes itself, basically, (laughs) And then schedules don't really happen the way you want them and just so, I, I so mean, true so it's true. So, it's always different depending on your your crew really. And- yeah yeah.
0: well Kelly, I've loved having you here today before we do our five for five question segment. Um, where can people find you find out about your films? what what are your uh, social medias?
1: well my films are all available on tubi amazon prime there's lots of streaming services they're on it's violet's prey is available for streaming tinkerman oh, okay. uh six string there's the, 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 six strings and um lefty lucy they're out there streaming oh um, awesome Awesome. assignment and a2 are available on my youtube page uh, kelly thompson 25 kelly thompson
0: 25 on youtube
1: mm-hmm. oh perfect and, and i'm on facebook and under kp ghost productions
0: okay yes. uh, how about instagram
1: instagram k thompson 25 oh perfect G-
0: all right So um, Kelly, you have been awesome. I hope you'll come back and talk to us too. Just let me know whenever you want to come back. But what I like to do as we uh, wrap up, I'm I'm going to ask you five goofy questions so that people can know you better. Whenever you're ready. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) They're not they're not that scary, but there is a test. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) all right, here we go.
1: What is your favorite food? My favorite food is Flush Keetla. What is it? Flush Keetla. What's that? It is a German-Russian recipe that has been passed down from my family generation to generation.
0: Do you make it or can you get that in a restaurant?
1: Um, it's a North Dakotan thing because I'm from North Dakota, oh, and wow. um, okay. you really can't get it just anywhere. It it's kind of like sauerkraut and mashed potatoes, or something. It's like kind of like a panada, oh, except it is a German, more German thing. The okay, the, how interesting! You, I've never heard
0: of it. Now I'll I'll have to explore that someday. That's cool. Okay,
1: what is your favorite thing to drink after a long day on set? My favorite thing to drink after a long day on set is water. Water. Oh, my God.
0: You know, nine out of 10 people do tell me water. It's really cool. I love that filmmakers are so healthy. They're they're conscious of this because they have to get up and work the next day, right? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, you're, you're, you're drinking caffeine all day.
1: You oh, need yeah. Water.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's so true. Okay. <laughs> what is one thing you have always dreamed of doing, but you have not done yet that is not film related? I would like to parasail. Oh wow! Okay, you can do that here. That's very yeah. Cool. Can. Okay. Yeah. Next song. What? Oh, sorry. Next question. I just gave away That's the sorry. question. What is your favorite song to sing at the top of your lungs when you're driving in your car? Um.
1: Okay gosh, there's so many because I sing so much. Yeah, and you're a songwriter and a singer. So. <laughs> I sing so many songs. I'm trying to think of one of my favorites here because there's so many. <laughs> it's really hard. I would not have it, one. It would have to be an Alanis Morissette song. Oh, I and love that. Okay. Those are badass songs.
0: Those are great. One
1: of One of the ones, it's not even her best one, but it is fun to sing in the car you want to know yes oh yes i love that. that's such a fun song to just belt out it is it's a great (laughs) song i love
0: it okay last question this one's really hard for for people in our industry what is your favorite movie
1: what is my favorite movie yeah um,
0: it's hard right it's so
1: it's (laughs) so Um, you don't have to have just one either. <laughs> I mean, there there's several that I could watch over and over and over again and never get sick of. I mean, a lot of John Waters stuff and Tim Burton, I really like them. Oh, the yes, movies. me too. Me too. I always like the weird stuff. Do you um, have a particular Tim Burton one? Um, I really like the Corpse Bride for some reason. I don't know. Yeah. And that's then very Queen interesting. Todd, you, huh? That one's interesting. Yeah. And he did good with Sweetie Todd. That was pretty good how he did that. Yeah. Those are all good.
0: Very good stuff. So, all right. Well, I really appreciate you hanging out with us today. And I look forward to talking to you again soon. Sounds good. Thank you. Have a good one. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. (laughs) Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Today's show is sponsored by Jim Kitty. Helping women on their health and wellness journey by providing high-quality, organically sourced vitamins and supplements, visit them today at www.jimkitty.net. You've been listening to Movie Making with Renelle Golden. Be sure to come back for our next episode where we bring you the people who make movies you love. Got a topic about filmmaking you want to hear on our podcast? send us an email at moviemakingpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. This podcast has been sponsored by Samara Entertainment.